0: The Sports Career Podcast, episode 227. How can sport teach us life lessons? Hello Sports Achiever and welcome back to another episode of the Sports Career Podcast. Thank you for taking the time to listen to today's episode. I'm your host Ed Bowers. As always, my goal each week is to provide you a sports professional in a particular sector in the sports industry, especially if you have an interest in pursuing a career as an elite athlete. I really do hope that this episode can support you with regards to your career development, interests and needs. Now, getting back to today's show, this week's special guest is Alini Silva-Luta. Alini is an Olympic wrestler and will be competing at the Tokyo Olympics. Also, she has her own wrestling program in Brazil. So for that reason, it's such a pleasure to have Alini as a special guest on the show. And that's when today's episode, Alini will share her wrestling career journey and explain to you how sport can teach us live lessons on and off the sports field. Eleni, it's such a pleasure to have you on the podcast show. Please, share to listeners your sports career journey. When did it all start?
1: Thank you for having me, and um, it's a pleasure to be here, sharing a little bit of my story. So, well, I'm an Olympic athlete from Brazil in wrestling. Wrestling here is not a popular uh, sport, so I started on judo when I was eleven, because. Um, I was a troubled kid, actually. (laughs) My mom that raised me alone, she was always working so hard that she taking care of me and knowing what I was doing. So I was skipping class a lot. It was a public school here in Brazil. They are not that good. So my mom didn't have any idea that I wasn't going to school. And I was spending a lot of time on the streets with my friends, a lot of them uh, older than me. Uh, learning a lot of things that I shouldn't uh, at 11 years old, so uh, one of these episodes I got um, an alcoholic coma, my family uh, found me on the streets, like uh, in the street, wasn't like uh, in some home, nothing like that. And uh, after this, like a lot of people judge us, judge my mom saying that she wasn't raising me well, judge me saying that I was already an addiction and I would get pregnant early. And my mom was so desperate that she changed me of school and she put some of the, just a few money that we had to pay for a school where we have uh, sports after class. And that was the thing. That was my my turning point. Because I started doing judo immediately. My family didn't like. Like uh, my aunts and my cousins, all my friends were saying, why are you doing that? That is just a man's sport. You'll be like a man in a few years. That's not something for girls. My mom wanted me to do some dancing classes like jazz, because I, I grew up so fast that I'm always um, troubling things, like, broken things, and so I didn't want that. I, I always uh, loved uh, play with my cousins of, like, pretending that we are fighting, and after sports, I was so tired for training hard, of, like, all the week, that I couldn't spend a lot of times on streets, so as at as, as, as the same time that I was falling in love with sports, my life was changing, my behavior, my friends, my perspective, actually.
0: Just touching on this point, just to give you some hindsight, I've actually had the privilege of interviewing boxers a long time ago. And they said to me on my interviews that it was a great way, like you said, to get off the street. Boxing taught me discipline, taught me about respect with trainers. I'm just intrigued. Is that very similar for when you started judo? It provided you, it wasn't just participating in a sport, it provided you structure in your life.
1: Yeah. There's something that a lot of people don't understand uh, because their life was different and they had all the environment to embrace and protect them. So um, it's not all the kids... That is raised for single moms that uh, doesn 't have an adult taking care of them that goes to street it's not all the kids the same we are so complex as human beings, and so to go to street and stay uh even at night because my mom was working even sometimes during the night uh, it takes some courage you know i i I got so to some um very um scary situations and I, I was brave enough to be there and to challenge uh, all my family and my mom actually because I, I, I knew what time she was coming back home and I came back just a little bit before to pretend that nothing happened. so it's all so articulated uh, for me was and um a lot of times when I was with like older friends, I was challenging myself. And it, there is some uh, personality there that uh, I was always seeking uh, challenge, seeking attention. I wanted to be uh, somebody to, to to look at me. And when you get have a sports that gives you the same thing, but in a totally different way, you can be noticed, you can be challenged you can uh, uh, do uh, things that it's hard for a lot of people to do you just shift your attention but your personality your person is the same you are doing almost the same things it's so hard uh to be uh like in judo wrestling or box and i think that's why it works so so well and just a few people understand that doing uh, wrong things is not something easy, it's not something that we want to do, it's just the way
0: that we learn. Well it comes, you're you're learning, you didn't know in that environment, you learnt in that situation and that's why I, I shared the boxing example because when I was in person speaking to them in the gym, they were like a different person out the ring just because of the environment they're in. So on that note about a sort of making the shift of going into wrestling. Okay, you did some judo. When was the moment in your life when you went, actually, I'm going to do a sport, bearing in mind Brazil, when you think of that, when you say Brazil, everybody thinks of soccer or football, the sport, why wrestling? And you, you said really earlier, it's all about courage and having that challenge. Was that the challenge going,
1: I'm going to start wrestling and be different. <laughs> yeah, a little bit, but I, I used to say um, I didn't choose uh, wrestling. Wrestling chose me, actually, because I was not judo. Judo is popular, and we have a judo in a lot of schools here. But judo is very expensive to practice, you know, Uh, the kimono, you have to pay the federation to practice. And uh, as much as I, I was improving my judo, I needed more money to keep growing. So we need to go to a better gym or a better judo class. And I, I didn't have that money. So my first sensei from the school where I started, he realized that I was about to stop with sports just because I couldn't uh, keep going uh, without grow. And I, I didn't have the conditions to grow. I didn't have money. So he put me in a place in Sao Paulo that it, uh maintained for the government, for the, the mayor there. And they pay for your tournaments they give you kimono they pay a lot of things and that was a very good solution for me to keep in sports but this new sensei in this new place he was doing classes for uh, a lot of people there from ju- to judo and uh wrestling too and, and yeah from the beginning he's, he he looked at me and he said you be a very good wrestler you need to come and practice and see if you like. I said, no, I don't want this. I love judo, this wrestling thing. Nobody knows what wrestling is in Brazil. No, my Olympic dream is with judo, I, you know? And then we had a, a national tournament in Sao Paulo, and he convinced all of our, my friends from judo to participate in, in this national tournament of wrestling, saying that it was like judo, but without the kimono it's just the same thing but you don't use the kimono and then we for one week we trained the rules and then i I came to this tournament like expecting nothing but i was um i was a champion (laughs) i won the tournament so when i won i thought oh i think i can i might be good on it And, and i at first I thought that wrestling, like helping me to keep on judo. So if I had support there too, some financial support maybe, I could keep training. And then in 2003, the National Federation sent me to a World uh, Championship in New York. I had never imagined to travel abroad. I have never imagined that, like nobody in my family had. And uh, that was so amazing because I realized that wrestling, it wasn't so small in all over the world. It was small in Brazil and people actually do wrestling in the world and they liked and they cheer for wrestling. So I came back to Brazil and never did judo again. And um, I think it was a little bit for the challenge too, because it was like, why wrestling is not known in Brazil? Why people don't practice wrestling? Why they are not good, you know? And I think the opportunity to be the first—it's just an amazing opportunity. It's a hard path to go. I—I'm I, sure that now the the ones that are starting on uh, on wrestling in Brazil will have a, a much easier uh, way to to be a champion and won uh, international tournaments. But I'm so proud of the the you know all the things that we have done so far.
0: Hey, I'm proud just listening to you right now. I think it's a <laughs> wonderful story. Seriously, um. Like you said, you always need the first. And just really quickly, um, before we talk about the training and the mindset of being an elite athlete, just from what you've just said with that story, what have you learned from that experience?
1: From the particular experience of in, in New York? Going to New York. Oh, I, I was so amazed by the, to see the world. Like everybody in Brazil knows US, uh, New York. It's... Uh, Dream for a lot of people to travel, and I remember in Times Square when I saw that a uh, guy that a lot of people know that play the guitar without just uh, the underwear in the middle of the Times Square, and uh, that for me was something that started to make me um, thinking about uh, the freedom of being yourself and have success with that because that guy mm-hmm. was so so popular and known for a lot of people just for having the courage to be there and uh during the tournament i was always uh, uh, pay, uh paying attention on the different cultures different uh, behaviors and then when i came back to, to my home i think it was the start of me asking why we do things like this and we think it's normal normal at the point that the whole world should do the same way, but actually if each one of the cultures in in the world have your own natural way to be, so I I started to ask myself all the things, like, why we are like this, why we do that, and I think that was the thing that sports gave me that's uh, bigger than any, any medal, because it's how I build my program, it's how I build Myself always asking why and wanted to do different, and now I feel uh, I, I am so expanded to everything in the world that this I can't come back to that girl from the, the, the 11 years old, you know. Uh, it's not the medals, and I, I like to say, when uh, reporters and in interviews here in Brazil they asked me what my expectations are for the tournaments, I always say. I don't have expectations. I just go there and wrestle. And for me, it's like I can't lose. I can't lose. I won't lose anymore. doesn't matter the medals or doesn't matter. I can't lose anymore because the way that I came so far, I can't come back, (laughs) you know?
0: I do. And just to be clear, what you've shared is the power of questions. You say why? Like questions create new solutions or new things within ourselves or how we impact the world. So I just want to touch on, you come back from that tournament you're dedicated to yourself to wrestling. Would you mind sharing your experience of how you leveled up with your mindset, how you leveled up in the in the weights room with a different mindset of then I'm dedicated now to this sport. Just for any young athletes listening in, could you just share some tips that have supported you basically participating at the highest level, at the Olympic level?
1: I think it's not a healthy thing, thing to say, but I'm um, always... Um I was always pressuring so hard myself. It doesn't matter what the tournament were, and I think it, it was something that my mom taught me very early. Because even though she was always working, but when my grades came from the schools, even I was missing classes because the public schools is very easy. The grades are always good, and if I get one other um, more or less like or uh, low. Uh, great she was always like arg- arguing with me so much and I was asking oh everybody in the class got this you know and she she was always saying you are not everybody you can't be like everybody so sometimes when we travel to tournaments international tournaments everybody in the team was saying oh it's so hard to win from a, a, a foreign they are doing wrestling for so many years yeah, we can't compete with them, you know. It's normal. We go there and you, we always lose, but it's normal because we, we're just beginning in wrestling. I was never convinced of that. It was never enough for me, so I was, I was always uh, in pain after I lose a tournament for long times, and it's still today sometimes it's like that. I, 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 I keep like uh, uh, feeling struggling with the you know, when I, when I lose. And then I was like, sometimes I was, I won't do that anymore. I don't want to wrestle anymore in the day of the tournament and Monday morning, I was there training as hard as I could and trying to learn as best as I could. So I was always, Training um, a lot, like every day. I I don't like to miss class uh, in wrestling. I wasn't doing that. (laughs) So um, sometimes the people who train with me they say, "Oh, I am uh, with a headache today. I won't train." And say, "If that happens in your uh, most important tournament, how will you handle it?" You need to feel how it is to wrestle when your body is not so well. It depends. You have a limit sometimes you are very sick and you have to go to the hospital but if not if you just feel a little bit like I, I think that today i'm not that good i always go train i always go and sometimes i get better and so i know i i learned like um to really push myself and in the end uh even though i don't have a medal it works because i feel stronger and I feel, oh, if I had to do that again, I know that I can handle the challenge of doing every day what you have to do. It doesn't matter how you feel. If sometimes you feel good to do your, all your day and sometimes you won't. You, you won't be like, today I don't want it to go out for my bed. But you need to go there. You need to do what you have to do every day.
0: Just on this point, this relates to mental toughness. Like you said, if you're not feeling great, we're not talking about just physically, we're also talking about your sort of psychology of turning up to training. So I find this really interesting. I'm sort of going deeply a bit more, but looking back, how has this mindset supported you going to tournaments relating to what you've just said of basically training on those bad days where you don't want to train?
1: Yeah. Well, it was everything for me actually because after I challenge myself and I do uh, all these days that it was so hard. In the end of the day, I was usually um, like a spontaneous uh, praying, like thanking God. Oh, I, I, I got, I did again, you know, because in the beginning of the day I didn't thought that I could do a good job. I just thought that I was going through the day, and then I, 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 I like to do this. Um, comparison again with the being in streets. You have to always be tough because you have like a lot of fighting on streets and you have to, you know, you have to prove yourself all the times. So it was kind of the same thing in, in wrestling. I just had to be tough, tough enough to not not give up, tough enough to keep going. And I knew that at some point I was I, I was gaining something. And uh, when I was in tournaments, I used to think uh, in the beginning before of my world medals, like I was looking to my opponent and thinking, oh, I did all I had to do that day that wasn't good, that other day that I didn't have money and I came uh, um, on, on foot from the training, you know, and I was like, I deserve to win. I deserve to fight because I did all I had to do. So now it's just go there and fight. So for me, all this toughness in the way, preparing myself, it was important to keep my mind uh, good in the day of the tournament. I, I, I had to know, I had to be perfect, confident that I did all that I had to do. And so I deserve to be there. And just on that point, with
0: regards to your experience just now, explaining that, how has this mindset supported you in this current pandemic, you know, you are representing Brazil in Tokyo. We don't know when. May I ask, if you don't mind, like how you're adjusting your training, adjusting your routine with regards to this big Olympic tournament coming up? It's been
1: a really challenge. This is really (laughs) challenge because it's so hard to prepare yourself without knowing actually how the goal uh, will be accomplished because before the Olympic Games we have a lot of tournaments that is part of our preparation and a lot of these tournaments we don't know for sure that we will be able to participate in we don't know a lot of things but you know I keep with um, the thing that I need to do my best every day and I'm sure that when the time comes I have to be prepared well, if if I had an opportunity, I have to be prepared for it. So I'm not sure how will be the the Olympic Games. I'm not sure how how I will actually prepare because we are uh, we are planning like almost week by week because it's everything changing. So now I was supposed to be training with a foreign foreign athlete, and she couldn't come to Brazil. And I just knew like a week before the training starts, so we changed it all. I think it's just focusing on how, how to accomplish, how I will manage this, how I will be like in my best training now and not if, I, I don't ask myself if I will be good, I will be prepared in the Olympic Games. I'm just how, how I will manage this week, how I will do this, how I will do that. And in the end, I will I will do my best. And my best sometimes is not the the enough, not the... The, enough to get the medal enough to get the best one but my best it's so worth for me because every time that i achieve my best i spend myself because now my limit change if i had this limit and i came to this is not my limit an, anymore and this is so powerful for everything you do in your life you know <laughs>
0: are absolutely gosh i hope the listeners are enjoying this i'm gonna to have to change the topic just slightly because i'm fascinated on this point you've got into wrestling how did you end up in the navy and what did you learn from being in the navy from basic training how has it helped you be a more accomplished athlete i'm really intrigued on this point
1: yeah so it was actually um a dream for me when i was uh, 19 years old to come to the um, uh to the army uh doesn't matter which one i couldn't uh studying to pass the the tests because i was already training and traveling so hard so I, when i was uh 26 the uh, the brazilian started the program with the army to bring uh the high-performance athletes to the army actually and so they they start to opening uh, places for some uh, sports and the athletes just apply on their curriculum actually. And I think it's just something very smart to do because the discipline that uh, athletes need, it's so close from the discipline uh, that the army uh, require. But what I learned, it was from myself actually, and it's not a good thing, but I learned that I don't like to obey too much and in army, you you had to obey no matter what. So the thing that I learned in New York, that I was questioning everything, why this, why that, I had to put aside a little bit when I came to army. And this is so hard, this conflict, because I'm always asking why. I oh I have to, I have to have a a very clear purpose and a, why I have to do this in this way. Otherwise, I won't feel very like <laughs> passionate about doing that but it was a good learning actually my my time in the navy is uh, ending this year in april uh, i'm very happy of the experience and living this life of just having to say sometimes yes sir <laughs> i would do that but it's hard for me i just learned that it's not my way <laughs> but
0: what, like you said it provides you structure because i'm going to lead to the next point um, with regards to your wrestling program, which I find fascinating. I want to talk more. Um, The bit I'd love you to share is how using your wrestling program to help children learn English or learn a language. I just, for me, it goes to today's podcast topic, the power of sport. So really quickly going back a step, how has sport, and you've given some great examples, but for the listeners listening in, how can sport really provide life lessons to how we live our own lives?
1: Well, I think... Sport is so important in the process of uh, learning and education because for me it helped me a lot uh, to understand a lot about myself and to handle with my feelings to feel important and to, to feel challenged and for a lot of poor communities in brazil the kids don't have this basic thing it's like almost like a, a temper a, a spicy in, in all the education they have, because they are not feeling that they can accomplish just because they are not being challenged enough. How you feel that you are great on something, if you are doing uh, the same thing as everybody is doing the same way. And uh, the discipline, sometimes a lot of parents are just struggling so hard to survive that they can't pay enough attention on the discipline and the rules for the kids. So all the sports has a rule for beginning. Every play, everything that you go, you're gonna play, you need to ask the rules first. Society works with rules, and we need to understand why that these rules is you know required and why we have to follow. So the first thing is sports teach the the kids to follow the rules, and that's important in the process of uh, becoming a good person. Because you're always, even in wrestling, that people think it's an individual sport, you need the team to become a champion. You need the team to train. You don't train alone. So you need to understand why follow the rules. It's important to everybody to achieve their goals. And you learn how to handle with uh, when you with your feelings when you lose and when you, you win. And life, it's all about that. You are always losing and winning in some point. And for some people, it's hard to face that because they have never learned, you know? So for me, part is so important. And I, I note in the kids on my program, how they feel like uh, special only to learn how to speak basic words in English. Because now in the community, they understand things in music, they understand things that nobody else does. And my dream was that everybody could that, do that so they wouldn't be so special anymore because everybody was, uh, be, would be speaking English. But then we would have a next step to make them challenge themselves and that would be a very good start, uh, point to start and it's like a, my dream. Uh, and I think it's almost impossible to have the whole community like speak in English and have good jobs but I like to make them dream with me about that hey I
0: think it's an amazing dream can you just share to the listeners your wrestling program what's it about what's your like dream slash vision um for me it's inspiring but I'm going to give you the mic just to share what you're doing off the wrestling ring if you know what I mean with regards to your wrestling program
1: uh, thank you. So uh, I think my program is a little bit of myself, like uh, looking back to uh, all that I learned with sports or all that I needed. And I sometimes I didn't had, and I had to struggle a lot to, to get the point that I needed. Like English, like uh, a lot of people think just uh, sports can uh, help you to achieve the better uh, Career and to go abroad to compete and all these things. But if you don't speak English, you cannot um, enjoy all the opportunities that it will show up to you. That happened with me a lot because when I was uh, when I gained uh, in two thousand six the first world medal for Brazil, it was in the junior uh, category. Uh, I was invited to train in Canada, but I I couldn't uh, speak a word in English, so the people from the federation that was with us in the travel, they spoke with this uh, woman that was inviting me from Canada and they say, don't care, we will take care of this and you'll, we let you know, you know? I never again heard the, to to talk about this uh, exchange that I could have uh, participated, I, I could have uh, do. And I think it could uh, have helped me with my career and all the medals that I got much more because I get all the, my medals without having a partner to train. Sometimes I did, I don't have a coach. You know, still today, I don't have a coach. So You don't have a coach at the moment? I, no, no, no. Because officially in my club, my coach now is my ex-husband that was training with me. To the Olympic Games in 2016. After the Olympic Games, he was hired, but he was actually from judo and he just started training wrestling to help me. So I am on wrestling much more uh, time than he is. But you know, if I could have done that exchange, where, how many medals I, I would have today. And then I realized that just sports wasn't enough. I, I can give sports to them to learn uh, a lot of things about themselves, life skills, but English can open a lot of uh, opportunities, even in Brazil, because I think for them, opportunities in the world. But in Brazil, just like even, I think neither 10% of our popul- uh, population speaks other languages, not just English. So if they are able to speak English, they can have like a, a more, uh, more advantage in their career. And so we put the program with wrestling and English classes, they can choose, they need to do both. We start only with girls because wrestling is still a program that people think that it's not a thing for girls. I faced I that when I started and still today is as it is. And then once the girls are confident and belong to the, the environment, we allowed the uh, boys to subscribe to, but they keep on different classes, and that's important because we need to talk and how create psychological safe uh, environment for girls to try themselves in, in sports and things that a lot of societies are are telling them since they are born that's not your place. So that's why I think my program is so. Uh, we are so successful on keeping a lot of girls practicing wrestling because they have we have all the care of uh, the environment and the psychology safety and about abuse and a lot of things. So twice a week they do wrestling in English and once a week we talk about um, uh, abuse, uh, sexual rights, uh, how to handle conflict all the things that I, we consider that they need a space to talk, drugs and, you know, and it's so uh, interesting when um, sometimes we are approaching some of these uh, subjects with them and they think like they won't be, um, we won't understand them. And I can just see and say like, I was in your place. I know exactly <laughs> what you're feeling. I know exactly what you're thinking. And, you know, we can do different. That's important for me, like it's, um, that's my dream, like that's, uh, that's something important for me, because my life, all the challenges, all the things that I, I, I've been through, I think it has to have a meaning. If it doesn't happen because it was supposed to happen, and I don't believe in that, I think now I, I, I have to give up meaning for all, you know my life story, and I think it's my program. <laughs>
0: Do you know what I'm inspired a lot and I don't use that word often because I think what you said so important it relates to your story as well having your program like you just said you want like I'm inspired that you're doing those topics that we don't discuss and having that safe environment like you said for them to find confidence I mean more the the girls because it's a safe environment where they could talk to you in the program and they don't feel like they're being judged. That's amazing. And that's, I think, so important. And I'm so glad we're talking about this on this show because it's education to sport. That's my vision. I started this five years ago. Um, Just really quickly, what are the age groups with regards to your program? Just for people listening in who want to get involved in any way, what are the age brackets with regards to the children you bring into your program?
1: Perfect. We have uh, two ages groups, so one from six to ten another one for 11 to 15, but we are thinking already to change this because we have some girls uh, uh, getting to the 15 years and we don't want to leave them. Uh, But we need to restructure better our ideology and and that's the process of this year for us is to do our methodology, uh, like officially uh, close our methodology and so we can um, expand for more places and we can embrace all the kids that we want because uh in the beginning we we didn't want we wouldn't allow the six years old kids it would be only from uh, seven but we had a lot of parents like asking a lot well you know, my, my kid, she's six, but she's in the same class of the other student here from seven. And we wanted so hard, to, you know, uh, I couldn't say no. Like uh, we wanted to embrace everybody. So it's so hard. Thank you so much,
0: Sharing. I think this is just important. And I hope people are listening who want to get involved. Out of interest, do you have a website? You have got an awesome Instagram page, uh, which there will be a link for. I even follow it because it's just I love the content. Um, so could you just uh, explain, is there a website where people can get involved if they want to?
1: Yes, we do have like a very humble website. I did myself, so you need to understand that. It's uh, our program name is mainpodera. Podera. E, uh, it's uh, M-E-M uh, and Podera together. People sometimes get confused and we have at the same name the instagram and the facebook some people remember still use facebook so instagram facebook and um twitter uh, we we don't use twitter so much as we want to because our team it's still small but yeah you can uh, send messages there in our website you have our email and all you need to catch up with us.
0: that is great but now getting back to we haven't finished yet getting back to your journey now out of interest, Alini, what have you enjoyed the most from your sports career journey in wrestling looking back right now?
1: Oh, that's a hard question because, oh, I think I enjoyed uh, figuring out what I was capable of. I, I have never, never imagined before, like when I, when I was a kid, that I, I would be able to do what the, all the things that i did you know it's so crazy right now because when i look back it's almost like it was two lives two separate person it's so crazy to to see uh, the huge differences between me now and uh, myself now and myself when i uh, 11 years old so i think that's yeah that's it
0: I was going to say, you've got to pat yourself on the back. I, I've just enjoyed <laughs> this conversation. I think you should be really oh, proud. I'm just saying, please, please. I hope the yeah. listeners agree what I've just said. But look, Alini, I feel like we're at a great stage of the podcast. Well, I'd like to finish with an inspirational question. And you've provided lovely stories. You've given great advice from a mental toughness point of view, being a wrestler. But the one thing I learned from you, following you on Instagram, is just your consistency of training. So the question is, what three tips would you give to the listener So they can really win the day with regards to their routine, in what they want to achieve, not just in sport, but in their day-to-day life.
1: I think um, what works for me, is one, setting up very well my goals. I need to be clear what my goals are. And I'm not talking like my goal for life. Sometimes I have a goal in my week. Like sometimes, this week I need to fix that technique or this week I need to um, help my team in MIMPoData to uh, organize this, you know? And I focus this week and I put all my routine um, looking and and working to this goal. So once I have my goal set up, I can set up my routine. Routine is something so important because people sometimes think oh my but my life's so crazy i can't have the same routine every day that's why i don't do routine and that's so uh, mistaken because you can change your routine every day if you want you just need to set up and know exactly what you have to do every day and then do it do it no matter what you need to challenge yourself to do things no matter uh how you you feel if these things are important to you. So if you, if you set up that uh, back, like uh, in three days back, it, it's because it's important for you in some way. So now you have to challenge yourself to keep up with your plan. When you don't do your plan, you, are, you, you don't have to feel bad because it's, it's, you're not doing bad things for anybody. It's just for yourself. So for me, it's th- these
0: things. Yeah, these three things. Amazing! Thank you so much for sharing those three things. Honestly, you've even reminded me to enhance area with the Gosma routine. How I can refine it and be better within myself. Out of interest, how can people interact with you on social media? Where's the best place to follow you?
1: Perfect! Instagram. It's, so it's Alini Luta L U T A in Portuguese. Uh, people can send me messages. I, I, sometimes I, I, take, I take some time to answer because of the training, all the things, but I always put to myself some time to sit down and look to the messages. So. <laughs> Amazing. To all the listeners listening in, there'll
0: be that Instagram link. There'll be links with regards to your wrestling program. Helene, it's been such a pleasure chatting with you today. Thank you very much.
1: Thank you, you, Ed, for the invitation. It was good to talk with you today and remind myself of my journey. (laughs) It's good.
0: (laughs) Wow. What a real joy to have a conversation with Alini, particularly with regards to her wrestling career journey. Honestly, when I heard her the first time when I did a moderating session with Sega and she was on the panel, I said I had to get on the show just because her journey is so different. But without a doubt, with regards to today's podcast topic, I hope you've got a better understanding how sport can really elevate our skill sets, not just on the sports field, but particularly off. With regards to Alini, I think what I learned from her, with regards to her journey, particularly that story she shared when she won her first wrestling title in New York, or competition I should say, of how she questioned cultures. I think this is so important. It's something that I've learned on my podcast show is being mindful of how different cultures look at sport differently, look at life differently, look at education differently. And sometimes you've got to have that curiosity. So... Again I hope you've enjoyed this podcast from understanding the power of sport but also with regards to your own career development too. Like without a doubt with regards to those career tips at the end when she reminded us Alini, about the power of setting a goal. Not that long-term goal we have to think of 10 years time, five years time but just a weekly goal. Something to aim for in something we want to achieve in and without a doubt complementing it with a routine to really basically be the method of achieving that goal we want to achieve so I really enjoyed listening to that because I believe they're the foundations in a walk's life of goal setting routines having mentors that this is like the foundation and sometimes getting that recap or of a reminder with with regards to my self-development I find really important because sometimes we overthink things and this is one area of goals where actually we don't need to overthink it. We've just got to focus on what we want to achieve and how we're going to get it done. So look I really do hope you've enjoyed this podcast. Let me know at Ed Bowers101 on Instagram or Twitter your biggest learning lesson. I'll be really intrigued of what you've taken from this podcast. And if you've enjoyed this show with Alini, please Please, can you subscribe to the show, leave a review? I would be really grateful. But now, put Alini's career tips into action. What's your goal you're going to achieve in the next week and make it happen? Now, as always, at the end of each podcast episode, i like to finish with an inspirational quote from my guest speaker. Alini says, focus on asking questions yourself on how you're going to figure out your true potential, not just in sport, but in your day to day life.